And uh, can you still feel that uh, same victorious spirit? Amen. That was present with us last night in the service. It's still with us here tonight. And we appreciate God and moving and uh, encouraging our hearts, each one of us. I believe it was David that said about himself, he encouraged himself. And there comes a time that uh, everybody in the country, their brothers and sisters can pray for you, but you'll not be any better until you pray for yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. I feel like as we said earlier today or last night, maybe last night and today, I feel like we're on the threshold of something good that's going to happen. Amen. I really do. And uh, I believe the Lord is uh, just really in all of getting the church ready, the bride making themselves ready for the bridegroom, the coming of him, to be received. And uh, tonight we are part of the church. We are the bride of Christ. Amen. We're the bride of Christ. And uh, I, I told you last night that, uh, that uh, you know, I've done some experimenting. I want to tell you my experience. Experiment, and uh, how many remembers me saying that? How many wants to know what I experimented? <laughs> Got curiosity up, I guess. They say curiosity killed the cat. I don't know whether it did or not, but uh, we're not cats. But um, we uh, <clears throat> sometimes the Bible says uh, also speaks about uh, trying the spirits. Isn't that what it says? Try the spirits. And uh, it, it, that's a form of experimenting in itself when you try the spirits, whether it be of God. And supposedly, if we should find out that not be of God, does that mean that we're 100% wrong in what we were trying? No. We're just trying the spirits, if whether it be not of God or not. But uh, the other night, uh, um, you know, we'll pray about things and uh, different burdens uh, will be placed upon our heart and, and uh, certain things. We've been praying about some things. And I feel like the Lord answered, uh, not answered our prayer as far as what we were praying for because I wasn't praying for any direct thing, but just praying unto the Lord. But um, the, other, the other night I, I thought uh, about myself and I thought about uh, the betterment of our services. Lord, what could be done, what could be said, what things could be done to make our services better. Well, certainly... We, we come to uh, the conclusion that the Spirit of God makes it better. That part we know well. But what about our part? What could we do in ourselves to make services better? And uh, I don't know about you, but I like services good, and I like them better. That's right. And several things crossed my mind, and I'm going to tell them to you, and then I'm going to tell you about my experiment, that I experimented with it, and I don't care a thing in the world about experimenting anymore with it. Uh, it, it uh, didn't blow up or anything, but my experiment. But uh, as, uh, as uh, we find in, in worshiping God, uh, uh, how many people here tonight uh, sing specials in church here at Buckeye? You have some time or another. I want to see your hands. I'm not going to trick you. I ain't going to trick you. Well, we've got about half a dozen that says they have, and a bunch that just ain't letting on. But we, we do sing specials. How many likes to be blessed when they sing in the church. Alright. Now I'm going to tell you. A key to that. Is praying for your brother or sister. When they're singing. That's right. That's right. Come on. <laughs> That's right. Come on. Now if you want to be blessed. And you want the church to get behind you. When you're singing. I tell you what you do. You get behind them when they're singing. <laughs> Don't.
don't wait around, not that we are, but just in case we'd ever just say, well, I'll get my part in and I'm going to sit down and that's it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I know all of us preachers here tonight and maybe somebody's had a call and didn't tell me. But it, for all of us preachers, you know, fellas, how we can get better anointed is pray for those when they're preaching. That's right. That's right. You, want, you want to get in a service, you pray for somebody when they're doing and when they're doing what they need to do. That's any of it. You saints of God that neither preach nor sing, you know how that you can get blessed? It's praying for all those that God has used to do that. And it'll bring a blessing to you. And I, but I experimented the other night. It was Wednesday night. Brother Allen preached. Preached all right. Preached good about uh, their uh, Wednesday night. But uh, I experimented. And just sat out. It happened to hit you all night. But I experimented with something. I came to church and I thought, well, I'm going to do something tonight. But I'm not going to do nothing. <laughs> I want to know how it felt. Come church, do nothing. Because most time when I come to church, I say, Amen. God help them. That's right, Lord. Bless them, God. And I'll whisper prayer. I'll say a prayer. I'll clap my hands. I'll stand my feet. I'll raise my hand. I'll do something when I come to church. Because that's what I come to church for. But I thought, my, what would it feel like come to church and sit on a seat and do nothing? Never saying for a song. What's it? <laughs> the curiosity. You know why? That it was recognized. Nobody's mentioned it to me. But I, I tell you what, I was experimenting with something. I wanted to know what kind of feeling it was to come to church and not get in. Not make no efforts. I sat there, and I just sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there. They sung, and I sat there. They preached, and I sat there. I didn't do it to hinder the service, but I did it for just this night. I want to tell you, you'll die sitting in church. You'll die if you don't get in. If you don't make an effort to be part of the service, I don't mean you have to preach. I don't mean you have to sing. But my, there's somewhere in this service tonight you fit in. And you need to find that place. If you don't, you can come and sit like I sit and die sitting in the middle of a good service. Die just right there in the midst. Go home and feel like that you... I don't know where I felt like I'd been, but I felt bad, I'll be honest with you. Lord, I, I, I felt like death about come in. It was the hardest thing in the world for me to sit there and not say nothing. I mean, it was just so hard because I like to say it. And I like to do it. And I like to worship God. And I like to be a part of a service. And uh, if you haven't ever been a part of a service like that, why don't you try it and find out how good it is? It's good. Man, ain't no use fixing a big table when you sit back on a chair somewhere and just look at the table spread and leave, leave that house starved to death but we can be a part of the service if we want to be but I'll tell you what I didn't have nobody come twist my arm when nobody make me say amen nobody questioned me but I noticed I got a bunch of odd looks I sort of laughed at myself after I got home I got a bunch of curious looks and I looked and I noticed and I knew that people were saying what in the world's wrong with him what in the world? What in the world's happened to him? As a my, I look like he lost his bet. I was experimenting. I tell you what, I don't want to be dead. Do you? I want to be alive and well in the things of God. I come to church. I want to feel what I'm feeling now. I want to help them sing when they sing. I want to help them preach when they preach. I want to lift my hands and worship God when they're worshiping God. Amen. So that was my experiment. I hope I never have to experiment with that no more.
because it's not a good experiment with. But I just wanted to know. And I hope nobody here fits in that, but if you can identify with what I'm saying, it's time for you to come out of that. It's time for you to get in with the service. It's time for you to come to church feel, and feeling like that you're a part of it, feeling victorious in your soul, feeling like, hey, I went to the house of God and I've been refreshed in my spirit and I've been helped in my soul. My mind has been set at ease and I've been blessed by being in the house of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isaiah chapter 6, verse, uh, uh, verse 5. And uh, pray for me if you will. I didn't do that. I may have waited to last. But I didn't do that just for you to get the help, uh, help me preach. But it won't hurt a little bit if you will. It won't hurt a bit. But I want to tell you, we're right on a threshold of some people going to get saved. We, I, I mean, it's just like you can feel it in the air and the presence in the service tonight. It's just like you can reach out and grab a hold of something. Hallelujah. You know what it is? It's just the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5. Then said I, woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me having a live coal in his hand which he had taken from the tong uh, with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, th uh, this uh, hath touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin purged. And uh, uh, he says here, I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. Praise the Lord. And I want to preach just a little while about answering the call of God. And I'm not necessarily uh, far from it talking about a preacher's answering the call to preach. But I'm talking about there has been a call given out. Matter of fact, every, uh, from several services we've been building up to, there has been a call a ringing and uh, somebody's going to have to answer the phone. Somebody's going to have to answer the call. Hallelujah. That's right. Somebody. You know what? It's ringing it for somebody. People usually don't call my house unless they want something. Unless they're wanting to talk and God don't never make a call unless he wants somebody to answer on the other end. Praise the Lord. Isaiah. He goes down here and calls Isaiah. To be a prophet. Calls him to be a great preacher. Isaiah looks about the situation. And uh, he, he, he says, oh, I'm a man of unclean lips. He felt like that he was not qualified to do what God wanted him to do. He felt like that was necessary for him to be cleansed and purged and cleaned up. That he may be able to answer the call that God. Today, there's not a one of us holy enough in ourselves and in our own self-righteousness to answer the call of God and be qualified with it. But I tell you what, there is a God of heaven that will qualify and make us ready for the call. Yes. Amen. So here he is. He, uh, he uh, is called and uh, he, he goes on to say here, let's back up in this verse. I need to read some here. Uh, there were some things here that he had to recognize before he could truthfully answer the call. He had to put God where God needed to be. He had to put Isaiah where Isaiah needed to be so that he could answer the call of God. God will never be able to use anybody or any church that feels in themselves up here and not down here. We need to recognize who's up here and who's down here. 
so as Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Praise the Lord. What a vision. What a vision. You talking about a man getting fixed here. He looks and he sees the, the Lord uh, uh, on high, sitting upon a throne. He saw a train or a heavenly host of angelic beings and there around him, and it filled the whole place. What a vision to see. But look where he saw him at. He saw him and his train fill the temple. Above it stood seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and twain he covered his feet. With twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Notice here how he looked in this heavenly vision. He sees these seraphim, these angelic beings uh, uh, in flight and he sees them with their wings and he hears the cry of them recognizing him. No greater thing could ever set, be said about anybody when their character and their personality is identified with holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. That's one of the purest and cleanest words that a person can ever be described with. Says so they're a holy person. You can't get any higher. You can't make it any brighter. You can't uh, 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 bring it down and, and, and beef it up and make it look shinier than when we can just utter the word holy. Holy is the Lord. Amen. That definition is so broad when we talk about the holiness of God. The whole earth is full of His glory and the door post and the post of the door moved at the voice of Him that cried and the house was filled with smoke. See, He sees here, see, sees the heavenly host he sees uh, uh, how, how, how powerful that uh, the heavenly host is. He sees the beauty of it. He sees the power of it. But he looks at himself in verse 5 and then said, I, Woe is me. Woe is me. Why couldn't we just say tonight, Woe is us. Woe is myself. Lord, I'm not really uh, a fit for it. But God, could you make me fit? He said, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just get a live coal off the altar and we'll touch your lips. And when that live coal touches, it will purify and purge out and burn out all iniquity and sin within the life. Amen. Isn't that the way salvation worked in us? There was, a, so to speak, a spiritual live coal that was applied to our heart. And it purged out the sin. It got rid of all the uncleanliness within us and made us a fit subject for the kingdom of God. It made us, when He called us unto salvation, that we could answer the call and stand in the presence of God simply because we have been purged from our sins. Amen. Praise the Lord. It gets us ready for the work of God. I could say tonight, probably without showing of hands, there's people here tonight that feels like in the last little while they've made a few steps of progress for the Lord. Feel like that you've moved up just a little bit closer in the last year or so. Feel like that you've grown just a little nigher. And they go, well, before I saw you pointing your finger at yourself. Was that you? I was preaching about Well, you're one of them. Sure has. But I'll tell you what, tonight, you say, what in the world is he doing? He's getting us ready for the work. He's getting us ready for revival. He's getting us fit to answer the call. Even when the revival spirit comes by, we've got to answer the call of the revival. That's right. Church has got to be able to answer that call. In Ezekiel uh, chapter 22, we'll read, probably won't preach too long, 22 and verse uh, uh, 26. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned 
mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. And have hid their eyes from the Sabbath. And I am profane among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves, raving the prey. To shed blood, to destroy souls, to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have dabbed them with untempered mortar. Seeing vanity and uh, uh, divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery, have vexed the poor and needy, yea, they have oppressed a stranger wrongfully. You see, here was a spiritual condition of, uh, of Jerusalem. Here was a, a, a condition of the people. They had their prophets, but yet they had not went into the thing with the right attitude. They had not went into the thing with the right uh, uh, purposes in mind. But it looks like they went into it for prosperity of self-gain, self-righteousness. What would do them good personally rather than what would do the church good. And he says here, he's speaking unto Ezekiel. In this next verse is what I want to preach from too. It says, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge. And uh, that would stand in the gap before me. For the land that I should not destroy but the sad part of this verse is, he says, but I found none. See, he's talking to Ezekiel here. He says, I looked over there and I saw the corruption. And surely there would have been somebody that would have stood against it. Surely there would have been somebody that would have come against what they were doing. Surely there would have been somebody that would have stood against the, 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 the darkness of this world and the darkness of things that were happening to them. And, but nobody seemed to ever open their mouth. Nobody ever. They just let it go on and on and on and on and never said nothing about it. But it's come to a place now that God says, I will have to deal with it. He told uh, Ezekiel, says, but, but listen here, Ezekiel. He said, I searched for me a man. I searched just for a man. That, that would do something for me. But he said, I, I found no man that would make a hedge. I found no man that would stand in the gap. Uh, they mentioned last night about praying on Saturday. I'll tell you more about that. But I, I want to use that tonight. That, that's good. That's good because I'm going to tell you what we're going to be doing. We're going to be making up a hedge. We're going to be making up. We're going to fortify ourselves against the devil. We're going to get ourselves ready for the battle with the enemy, for the souls of the people around this community and in our families. Hallelujah. The devil does not give up without a fight. Hallelujah. He never has. He never will. When the devil loses the soul that he has grasped out in his own hand, and when the Spirit of God and the people of God gets to praying, close up your hand, Danny, and the Spirit of God reaches down and breaks that grip that he's got on him and plucks him out of his hand and puts him in, over in holiness and in righteousness and in purity and the things of God. The devil don't like that. Amen. He don't like it. He don't like it. He don't like it. But as I... Let me read another scripture here and then we'll come back to that. In Psalms 106, verses 13. It says here... They soon forgot his works and they waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. Talking about children of Israel. Not a lot to brag about right here if you listen to that. Something you just wouldn't want to sit down and tell everybody that you met. But he says, 
And he gave them their request, but sent leanness uh, into their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron the saint of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan, and covered the company of Abiram. And, the, and a fire was kindled in their company, and the flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb, and worshipped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory in the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forgot God in their, uh, their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore said uh, he said that he would destroy them, had not Moses his chosen stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. See, God was going to destroy the whole batch there several occasions. But Moses interceded. Moses stood in the gap and made up the hedge. Moses pleaded for a group of people that uh, was uh, sort of doomed for destruction and on their way to, to, to hell. But Moses, one man, he said over here in Ezekiel, said, I searched for a man, but I found none. Tonight I want to preach here. There's a call being given out. And the call is this. Who wants to help make up the hedge? Who wants to stand in the gap? Who wants to be there to fortify and defend the things of God? Amen. Praise the Lord. I mean, we got a bunch of men up here. Can I use y'all? Y'all mind helping me just a little bit? I want every one of y'all stand. But JC, all y'all. And I want you sort of make, make a, a, a semicircle here, but leave a little opening somewhere. Lock your hands. And I want, we're going to make up a hedge. See, the thing of it was that a city, uh, uh, he was talking about here, the hedge. Cities were walled cities or called hedge cities. And there was something that was very important on a wall. You can take cinder block and put them out in a field and they're no good until they're connected together. Until they're locked together. You men here, I got close in just a little bit more. Would you, Jim? Uh, JC, y'all close in. We, wanna, we got a pretty good head. Don't y'all fellas touch here? But see, the first step in this thing, he didn't say I need somebody to stand in the gap. He said I need somebody to help make up a head. See, we need somebody that'll stand around and make up the, the wall of protection for you and I. We need somebody for the dying souls that's up and down this community that'll bond themselves together, lock their hands together, lock their spirits together, lock their thoughts together, lock their prayers together, make up a spiritual head that the devil can't get through. Amen? He said, I sought for a man to make, help make up the hedge. I want to ask these men something. Y'all willing to help make up the hedge? Well, all right, we, we got a bunch of men up here said they're going to help make up a head. But, but notice here, there's a gap in here. And there was a place in the city when, when the enemy could come in, only one place, though the hedge would be there, but there was a place inside of that city called the gap of the city. The enemy could pass through the gap within there. But he said, I sought for a man to make up a hedge. We don't have the problem with that. But uh, can I tell you, we do have a gap. Who tonight would like to stand in the gap? Come on. Come on. Come on. There he comes, Jim. There he comes. Watch out. There he comes. He's a coming, boys. Tighten up. Tighten up a little bit. Get a little closer. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I think tonight we need to band ourselves together. Make up the heads. Let's stand their feet, if you will. Glory to God. If you feel like you'd like to make up the hedge, I don't care where you join yourself together. Let's join ourselves together tonight. Make a hedge. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
to God. Praise the Lord. Well, tell you something. Devil's thought he's had the hedge tore down, but we're fooling him. Praise God. We're fooling the devil. He thought he's had the hedge tore down. Boys, he's bumped it a few times. He's he's been over here and he's bumped around this side and he's bumped in here a little bit and he's tried to get through here. Trying to get through here. Trying to get through here. I tell you the only way he can get through, step out there, is somebody get out of the hedge and let the devil in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I don't want to be guilty of breaking the hedge to you. I don't want to be the one let the devil in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What good is the city? What good is the walled city with the devil on the inside of it? He can walk around from house to house. He can walk around child to child. He can go from door to door. But when we got him on the outside, he can walk around the wall. He can go around the wall. That's about as far as he can get. He can bump a little bit. He can hit us a few times. He can push and shove and try to break through. And I tell you what, when we make up a hedge, like he said there, said, I found no man. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I don't believe that's going to be our testimony that he ain't found nobody. Because I know we've got some up here. How many tonight again want to help make up a hedge and stand in the gap if you have to? See your hand. Well, we ain't got nothing to worry about, have we? Hallelujah. Praise God. That's right. We ain't got a thing to worry about if we'll just help make a page and stand in the gap. All right. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You say, what in the world's happening? God has given us a call to the good things of God. He said to the children of Israel, he said, hey, let me tell you, said y'all have forgotten what good things I've done for you. You have forgotten. And, but he said, if it hadn't been for that one man called Moses that would stand in the gap, stand in the breach, and protect and cry out and beckon. We here tonight, we may help make up the heads. But you know what? The enemy will come around the heads, but he hits that gap spot pretty hard sometimes. That's right. He, he comes back and he lunges toward it because he knew he knows that that was a, one, of the, one of the better places to get through. Could I tell you tonight, you and I, it may come our turn to stand in the gap. It may come our hour to have to stand and bump against the devil a little bit, bump against him a little bit. I'm going to tell you what, every time you're battling with the devil, don't expect to shout your shoes off right then. But after a while, if you win the victory, you keep bumping him back after a while, you'll get to shout the victory. You'll get to run the aisles. You'll get to help celebrate. Hallelujah. You'll get to wave a victory banner over the city. Hallelujah. Amen. Several, several mornings ago, prior to Wednesday, I'd been praying, and, and I didn't know exactly how to pray. You think, well, what do you mean don't know how to pray? I didn't know how to ask what I was needing to ask for and what I was needing to know about. And I just didn't. I just prayed as ignorantly as I know how to, and that's about as way I can put it, just sort of prayed ignorantly uh, concerning uh, what I was praying about. And uh, that particular night, somewhere in the hours of 3, 3.30, something like that, I woke up and... Uh, I don't know if I heard a voice or not. I'll be real honest with you. Be afraid to say. But I, I, there was something speaking to me. Speaking to me. Direct to me. And I got out of bed. And it, it, it quoted this scripture about need somebody to stand in the, I mean, to stand in the gap. 
and make up a hedge. That went over. I laid down and tried to sleep. Probably, I, I usually get up about 6, 6.30. But about uh, probably 5.30, something 6. When I, when I quit hearing that somewhere. I laid there and it kept ringing. I, I thought, well, I'm going to fall off sleep. But every time I got ready, I could hear something. say, uh, Just somewhere in the background of my mind, I could hear it saying, Need somebody. Stand in the gap. Make up a head. Stand in the gap. Make up a head. I went on to work that morning. And I got a Bible there at work, and I, I quickly went into uh, uh, there and sat down, and I went through, and I, I checked my references real quick and found it there, and I knew just exactly what the Lord was saying, you see. Not only was that, but prior to that week, there was another week that I dreamed a dream of someone trying to paint black asphalt tar halfway up on a church on the outside. And uh, blackness is representing sin, you see. And we're not making the accusations or anything, but we're talking about what the devil would like to do. He'd like to paint our church halfway black. He'd like for half of us living right, half of us uh, just, uh, you know, uh, living just as loose as a goose, just living any old way and saying it's all right. I'm not a fanatic on a lot of stuff, but I want to tell you what, there is a good way to live. There is a happy way to live. There is an... As I, as I looked and I, I, I beckoned and questioned this person, why are you painting the side of the church with black asphalt rolling on? And that person said, well, we have trimmed our white house. All our trimming is trimmed in black. And I wanted to paint the church black. I thought that I, as I was there and I looked and I, I tried to be as tactful as I know how and be as uh, nice about it and and say, hey, you know, we, I don't, I, I said, you know, that black and red don't look good together. I said, you get down them pores of that, uh, and brick, it's hard to get out. If you can't hardly get out of Bartex brick. You can't hardly get mortar out of it. I thought, we're going to have a hard time of cleaning that brick off. So I went down the road, and I run into another fella. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going here. And uh, he asked me a question, what he's doing? I said, some, I told him, I said, I'm painting the side of a church black with asphalt tar. I said, uh, you know what, just don't look good. person came up the road and person went to the people and questioned them and, little, and just a little bit I saw that painter walk off the churchyard. Amen. I believe tonight that we can get the painter that paint, paints everything black. I believe we can put ourselves together, fortify ourselves, make up a hedge and stand in the gap. You may have, listen, it might not just be me has to preach on sin. Or call sin or, or tell what sin is. But it might be you one day. You're going to have to be the one that stands in the gap and make up the head. Don't allow the enemy through. You see what I'm saying? Tonight I preach to you just what I felt like the Lord would have me to. Making up the hedge and standing in part of it. It's up to you to keep the world out. It's a, I, I can't do it by myself. There ain't been no way. But it takes every individual here tonight living a good life, living a holy life, the one that God will honor. When, when we get to where we're living, God will honor our lives. He will also honor our prayers. He'll honor our requests that we make known unto Him and we'll see some results from it. Amen. That's right. I thought as we, we came and looked at the side of the church and we, we sat there and we looked at it and we thought, well, how are we going to get that off? And by now, it almost dried to a dull gray. And I said, uh, well, I came up with several ways. And 
Someone said, no, that way won't work. Seemed like every way that I come up to get the black stuff off, somebody was there and said, no, that won't work. Just leave it on. It's sort of blending in. It looks all right. See, that's the exact way devil likes to do things. He likes to sort of let it filter in. Have you ever seen one of these paint jobs on a car or a truck? One runs over and chill high. Top part of it's white and the part, bottom part's bright red. But it, gradually that paint fades in to the white. And it's just like it just sort of goes out of sight. Right into the paint job. That's the way the devil would like. I'm not saying that we, we'll have a perfect church and anyone has one that uh, don't have no sin, don't have nobody making mistakes. They're just, well, they already told a lie. That's right. We're all human beings. We're subject to errors and mistakes from time to time. But listen, uh, we don't have much time to work for the Lord. That's right. It's going to pay us to do our very best for God. It's going to pay us to make up a hedge and stand in the gap and say as Isaiah said to her, he said, Lord, send me. Lord, send me. But how easy is it sometimes for me to say, Lord, send old Jeff. I ain't got time. <laughs> Lord, send old Jeff. Why? He's he, he, he young, pretty good looking and pretty stout. Lord, send him. I've I got too much on me, Lord. See, sometimes it's awful easy to pass the buck, they call it. That's right. See, Moses tried passing the buck one time. And he could have been healed totally of his speech impediment if he had just went on ahead. But apparently he was stuck with that the rest of his days. And Aaron was always his mouthpiece, Brother Tucker. He was always his mouthpiece from there on. Simply because of that. Could I tell us tonight as a church? I want to do my part, don't you? I want to help make up that hedge. I want to be help stand in the gap when it comes my turn. We got these musicians. We got singers. When it comes to time for our singing and things, let's be, be in the hedge and let's get the thing going. Let's, and I'm sure they do. But let's play our best, sing our best, pray our best. I tell you what, if you want to get happy, you want to uh, uh, feel blessed in your music, well as myself with it I tell you what it takes some prayer to do it it takes just praying getting a hold of God you want to be blessed in your singing just get a hold of God pray about it just pray and, and ask God to help you if you want to be blessed in your testifying pray to that fact Lord help me when I testify Lord help me in everything you do it tell you what we can't make it without this prayer prayer is one of those things but notice he said there said first off said I need a man to make up a hedge what good is somebody standing in the gap if ain't nobody around the hedge? The devil can get in any way he wants to. But if we're making the hedge up first, then he's got only one place. That's the narrow gap within. And somebody can stand in the gap. Might have to take turns. <laughs> Might have to take turns standing in the gap, but we can stand in the gap. Amen. I appreciate you listening tonight. And uh, again, just preach what we feel like the Lord's given us. And... Uh, uh, again, I don't know what we're headed for except to probably something good.